it is 4 p.m. in New York, 10 p.m. in Johannesburg, and 3 a.m. in Bangkok. Welcome to the Expat Happy Hour. This is Sunday Shenander Bean from sundaybean.com. I'm a solution-oriented coach and intercultural strategist for individuals and organizations, and I am on a mission to help you adapt and succeed when living abroad and get you through any life transition. Rigid and defensive. Those are the two words that my work colleague used about me. She described me as rigid and defensive. So for any of you who've been listening to Expat Happy Hour or who know me personally, you're going to say, what? Are you kidding me, Sunday? How did she come up with rigid and defensive? In all fairness, this was, I don't know, 20-some years ago, long, long time ago, my very first corporate job, we were in line at some, like, water park. And I was working for a consulting firm, and I was with my team, the senior manager, um, another manager on the team, and a fellow analyst for this consulting firm I was working for. And I talked about how I see myself. And she said, really? I see you as rigid and defensive. And it stopped me in my tracks. It was the very first time in my life where the perception I had of myself was very different from the perception I gave to someone I was working with. And in all fairness, she was right. She was right. Because at that time of my life, I was super unhappy. And what I was doing is I was completely ignoring the best of who I was. And I let out all of the things that were, I don't know, strengths that became weaknesses So it was a wake-up call for me, rigid and defensive, not something that I want to be known for. Flash forward to recently, I was um, visiting with a family member, and my family member, who is someone in my extended family, who's kind of known for saying things that are direct and a little bit uh, shocking, said to me, essentially... um, why aren't you chubby anymore? (laughs) And I'm paraphrasing here, but I looked at this person and I was like, oh, um, (laughs) not thinking that I used to be chubby. I gave him a direct answer of, oh, I've lost weight because of the investment I've made in my health. And we were laughing at this because one, it was a question. The exact words were a question that took me off guard because it's not the first thing you usually ask someone. Usually it's like, hey, how is South Africa? And the second thing we talked about is what has changed with me since I started taking care of my health. And one of the things that has changed is as a total side thing, I've lost weight, which was never my intention, nor I don't think was a you know real need. Um, what happened is I started taking care of my health in a, in, with a doctor that was able to identify some things that were missing nutritionally or um, in my biochemical makeup that helped me 
you know, detoxify better and help my system altogether, right? I was working with the integrative specialist and as a result, uh, the inflammation reduced and I lost some, some weight and it changed probably physically the way I looked. Um, and so that was a conversation. We're kind of laughing at, at, um, the kitchen counter, you know, framing how that felt when that, uh, question came up for me and being playful. And then one of my family members said, you know, it is true Sunday. You have changed. Things are different. And I said, well, what differences have you noticed? And my mother said, well, you're more playful. You're more playful. And I thought, wow, really? That because I've started taking care of my health, my family notices that the playful side of me comes out more. And that meant the world to me. And it was also a huge reality check. So let me just see if I can share with you an example of playfulness. Oh my God, you guys are going to laugh at me and judge me. One second. Okay, so here's why my mom probably said I was a bit more playful. She caught me dancing in the kitchen to this song while my brother was egging me on. We had a huge laugh in my kitchen, and my mom captured a playful side of me that came out that probably she hasn't seen in a while. And it led to this idea of the implications that really taking care of myself has had on my health and how I show up in my business, with my friends, with my family, and um, that impact that it has on others. And I know right now you're still judging me because. I think the peanut butter and jelly song is funny. This is who I am. And I love the peanut butter and jelly song. So you got to take it or leave it. I guarantee you, you're going to be thinking about it all day long. But the whole point of why I'm embarrassing myself for you is to say that I was unhappy with my health. And because of that, I noticed things were having an impact. My fuse was short. My skin changed. I didn't feel as comfortable in my clothing. And I finally went to the doctor and found out what was causing this sort of lag in health. And the thing is, when we fail to do that, when we fail to show up for ourselves so we can be deeply satisfied, we're stealing. We are robbing ourselves and our family and our community of the best of you, right? Your strengths, your talents, and your potential to make a positive impact in the world. And the silly example is just without me taking care of me, my family doesn't get the silly Sunday, then they don't get the laughs, right? If I'm not deeply satisfied with me, I rob myself of my own joy. So it is time to stop robbing yourself and others of the best of you. So let me stop you right there. There's some of you are saying, Sunday, if I don't do something that makes me happy, it only impacts me, right? And I really want to make this clear throughout the entire episode that 
this has a much larger impact on just you. Most of us want to serve our families, our spouses, our organizations. We really do. And we serve ourselves last. But that approach is actually robbing or sucking all of the potential out of the other areas of our life because we're not starting with us first. So here's an example I see all the time. I was at a party um, with a woman and you know we checked in, where do you live? How long have you been here? The standard stuff. And she said, when I asked her how long she'd lived there, she said too long. And I was like, really? You're not happy? Because you know, we live in an amazing area. There's you have access to everything. And she says, No, I really want to go back home. And I try and try to keep myself busy, but I'm so sick of you know the coffee meetups, the PTA meetings, or whatever it is that she just wants to go home and she feels like she's totally wasting her time. And these are the moments where I want to just reach across the table and to say, <laughs> seriously, it doesn't have to be this way. It doesn't have to be this way. And if you've ever thought that, that you're wasting your time and you feel stuck and you really don't see a way to make a change, I want to reach across the table and hold you by your shoulders lovingly (laughs) and look at you in the eyes and say, it doesn't have to be this way. You can be living a life where you're so much happier and satisfied because I see it all the time. Okay. This is so important because when you ignore that voice inside, which is whispering or even screaming at you that you're unsatisfied, that you feel stuck, you are honestly avoiding responsibility. You are avoiding responsibility. You are responsible to give your best self to yourself. Because if you don't give your best self to yourself, you can't do it for your family or for community or for your business, your clients, whatever that is right? And I know that because I've been stuck in rigid and defensive. I was not giving my best self to myself. And the impact was others having to deal with my rigidity and my defensiveness. Crap, huh? Like how much fun is that for them? I was denying myself of regular pleasures in nice foods and time to relax. I was just a workhorse who was go, go, go right? When you're stuck in survival mode, you're not dancing to the peanut butter jelly song. You know what I mean? (laughs) So we are, we are robbing ourselves of our best self, the one who can be playful and silly or creative or thoughtful or loving or generous because we're stuck in dissatisfaction, right? And I don't want you to be stuck. And when you're stuck in that place of dissatisfaction, I know what you're thinking because I see it come up over and over and over again. I've been doing this for 10 years, and these are the three things I keep hearing over and over again. The first thing I hear is this, you know, people don't say it to me, but it comes out later in coaching where they say they truly believe that they don't deserve to be unhappy. Like, I don't have a right to be unhappy because look around me, right? You've got the loving partner, your children are healthy, you've got food on the table, you've got financial security. I don't have a right to be unhappy, which is so interesting because you are unhappy. So this is the reality, but you feel like you don't have the right to be. The second thing I hear is, wait a minute, 
you know, it's very connected to the first one of not having the right to be unhappy. People say, you know, there are so many other people on this planet. They have it way worse than I do. I should just be grateful. So what that essentially does is ignores the way you feel. And then you push that down. But I don't even know if you practice gratitude for what you have, right? It's like a way of, it's like an excuse. Like because other people have it worse on the planet, I am going to push away the way I really feel. We're going to go in each one, one of these a little bit more detail, but I'm just giving the high level thing. The third one is you feel super guilty when you even think about asking for help. So you feel like you failed. If you, if you say to yourself, I need help, it's like you're a failure or it feels self-indul- self-indulgent, right? And I can say for myself, I didn't learn how to ask for help until I was 31 and had a baby and an iron deficiency and I was exhausted and I got my dream job and I didn't know how I could physically manage being a mom and my job, the iron deficiency, just getting a kid ready for daycare in the morning, all of that. It was just too much. And it forced me to learn to ask for help. And I had to break through the guilt of not being able to do it all on my own. Right. So if this is you, you are completely normal. I hear this all the time. If you're saying, I don't have a right to be unhappy right now, I should just be grateful because other people have it worse, or you kind of feel self-indulgent or guilty for even thinking about asking for help, then this is so for you, right? I know that it can feel awkward or self-serving when you put your own satisfaction first, right? I get it. But after years and years of trying to do it all on my own and watching my clients trying to do it all on their own, I've noticed a pattern, right? The truth is, is that when we hold on to these beliefs, you know, about this is self-indulgent, I don't have a right, I should just be grateful when we hold on to those you're actually ignoring your responsibility to do what it takes to be deeply satisfied with your life and then get on to do the things that you want to do to serve your family, your partnership, your community, this sense of social justice, whatever it is. So it's your responsibility to get unstuck. And I tell you what, I did not know that for a long time. I didn't know it until I was unstuck. I didn't realize how me staying stuck in whatever pattern, right? I might not have been stuck in all areas of my life, but there was an area of stuckness that I needed to work on. I didn't realize until I was unstuck how much that was impacting everything else, robbing myself and my loved ones of the best of me. So this is all about you stop robbing yourself and others of the best of you. And this is what I want you to walk away with. What are you doing to get unstuck? Are you taking responsibility to do so? Right? One of my clients, she was stuck. And after some work together, we discovered that she was going to ignite 
her professional skills to do feng shui practice um, for individuals and organizations. And she went on to create calm in the lives and homes of individuals and organizations around the world. When she finally said yes to herself to do something that's deeply satisfying, she said yes to serving others. Didn't mean she wasn't scared. (laughs) Didn't mean she didn't have obstacles, right? But by saying yes to herself, she was able to give the best of herself to others. Another client realized that what he really wanted was to stop chasing jobs and degrees and be present with his family. He had to sort of escape from the man cage, as Dr. Martha Beck calls it, and say what he really wanted to be deeply satisfied was to garden and cook with his kids. And by saying yes to being deeply satisfied, he took on a hands-on approach in his family, saved himself $35,000 from getting yet another master's degree, and was a super present father and partner. Another of my clients is a highly skilled surgeon. Because she's committed to being deeply satisfied, to really fully share her talents and strengths, she shows up more fully as a professional, as a mother, and still has the energy to help community projects that impact underserved women around the world. Okay, I hope that you're getting this, that it's not about you. Like when you are focusing on being deeply satisfied, this is not self-serving. It is serving yourself first so that you can serve others. And people block that. People don't see that. It's I am giving you permission (laughs) to serve yourself first so that you can serve others. And I think that's really important for us to keep in mind. This is not about you and it's about you at the same time, right? This is about you so that you can be your best for yourself and for others. And let's be honest, it's already enough to just do it for yourself because you're worth it and you deserve it and you're worthy of loving yourself. And I know that when people are in this pattern, it's like they need to break the pattern. They need something outside of themselves to stay motivated. And I know that for me, when I get stuck, when I'm like so sick of sharing my podcast or doing something on social media, I always have to step outside of myself and say, listen, if one person listens to this and makes a difference in their life, it's worth it, right? So let's get over myself and do this for the greater good so that one person might be positively impacted. Okay, so I hope these examples help you see how it is high time for you to stop robbing yourself and others of the best of you. Each one of these examples are of real people just like you. And they took the steps to be deeply satisfied. And had they not done that, they would consistently rob themselves and their families and friends of their joy, of their brilliance, of their talents. So you can take back responsibility for your life, right? And I want to sort of address each of those sort of lies we tell ourselves one by one to help you 
see how they're showing up for you and what you can do differently. And each one of these beliefs I've seen in my own clients, right? And now they're on the other side. So I'm over here, <laughs> you're there and you're stuck and you, you, you are thinking the things that we've talked about, you identify with it, it resonates, right? And I'm over here, <laughs> I've got my hands cupped like a megaphone and I'm going, okay, come over here, it is beautiful. There is another side where you get to be deeply satisfied and experiment with and explore and discover all of your talents, you can have an impact, right? Okay, so the first one we're going to look at, again, is that I have no right to be unhappy right now. Remember, you, you might be telling yourself, you know, I have it all, you know, healthy spouse, financial security, etc. Right? And you feel like you're just complaining and that you're feeling guilty because, you know, you no longer feel like this adventure abroad is enough, and it, but it's such a privilege, so why should you feel bad? At the same time, if you have all of that going for you, if those things are covered, imagine the latent potential that you have to create for you and for others, right? So maybe that dissatisfaction, that unhappiness, is like the universe going, you've got more. There are gifts there that are not unwrapped. Go get them, right? Like, who are you to judge that you're using your full potential? Who are you to say that you aren't capable of doing more? Who are you to say whether you've reached your limits of creativity and talent? You know, I don't know what your religious or spiritual beliefs are, but I try not to know more than the universe. <laughs> I, one of my friends is really spiritual and I told her, I'm like, I do recognize how arrogant it is of me to think that I have can control <laughs> what I'm doing and that I am more creative than the universe. Like sometimes I just want to let go and let the universe step in um, to sort of influence what the best plan is for me, right? <laughs> so here's the thing. If you're unhappy, maybe it's because all of these other things are working and there's more that has to be creative, right? There's nothing wrong with valuing what you have, honoring that, acknowledging that, and then getting curious about what more you want out of your life. So instead of saying, do I have a right to be happy or unhappy? You might think, hey, with all of this privilege, with all of this amazingness of going my life, I have no right to be unhappy right now. I have a right to be happy. But is that really serving you? You know, what if you said, hey, I have all of this going for me and I do have a right to be happy? right? What is it going to take for me to be happy? What more can I discover about myself, about my skills, about my talents, so that I don't miss out on all of the amazingness that's already there? How can I leverage this unhappiness to discover what more I'm ready to create in service of myself, my family, and others, right? So that's the first belief I really want you to crack, 
right? I have no right to be unhappy right now. Let's shift that and look at what would happen if you were bent on being happy. Second one is there are other people who have it way worse on the planet. I should just be grateful. You see how it's so connected to the first one. And we do know that gratitude is important, right? We know from, you know, research that pops up in Forbes, that there are benefits to gratitude, right? In terms of your psychological health, reducing your aggression, being more empathetic, sleeping better, better self-esteem, right? Gratitude is super important. However, I would say that's not enough, right? If you are not feeling it right now, if, if you're not happy and you're gra- grateful, that does not change the condition for anybody else on this planet who has it worse than you. Like your gratitude does not change the condition for someone who has it worse than you. So let's not confuse those two. Gratitude, yes. And if you're using that as your argumentation about uh, people have it way worse than you, then let's tap into your talents and strengths and do something, right? And, you know, having lived in Burkina Faso, I saw how hard women worked every day just to feed their children. And for me, I looked around at the expat community who had massive privilege and the discrepancy between local women and expat women, you know, is mind boggling. And for me, it reinstated my commitment of this potential. These talents cannot be for nothing. We need to use our talents and strengths so that we can feel empowered and then do work that has a positive impact on other people, right? So if your heart is there for people who have it way worse than you on the planet and you're not tapping into your strengths and talents to make a difference, then that gratitude is not serving anyone, right? So I don't want to sound like I'm on my high horse here. What I'm trying to do is say, look at yourself, There's so much potential there. You've so much to offer. What if you got unstuck, discovered that, and then made it happen? Could be something really small that just brings joy into people's lives, or it could be something foundational where you are intervening in someone's life in a major way. I don't know what's latent, but what if we found out? Okay. So here we go. If you truly want to make changes in your life, but you don't know where to start or how to get unstuck, that is okay. Don't pressure yourself, right? You are one step after the next. We need to make sure that you're not being held back by the third belief. And the third belief is, I feel guilty about even asking for help, right? And as I said, I've been there. (laughs) Um... It took me like iron depletion and necessity before I even learned to ask for help and get over the guilt and realize I wasn't imposing on people if I was able to ask for help without conditions and without um, pressure. So if you're feeling guilty about asking for help, I would love for you to imagine yourself as your daughter or your best friend. If you were your daughter or your best friend or your son or your best friend who was in the exact same position, 
Would you shame them for even thinking of asking for help? Would you shame them the way you shame yourself? Of course you wouldn't. But we do it to ourselves all of the time. I know the tape that I played in my head was, um, I should do it all myself. Or if I have to ask for help, I'm failing. Right? It's just bull. Ditching the guilt and taking steps forward, which might include asking for help, you do a few really important things. First, you invest in yourself and your happiness, and that affects everybody in your life, just like the peanut butter and jelly song, (laughs) right? If I wasn't feeling good, I wouldn't have done the peanut butter and jelly dance in my kitchen and made my brother giggle, right? It's like a gift that you share with your whole family, even though maybe that dance wasn't really a gift. Um, And once you get unstuck, you discover what you want to do that will have a positive impact on others. And this impact can extend to an entire community. And why would you deny those people that you care about a happier, stronger, more purposeful you? We cannot deny that you feeling strong and on purpose in your life really empowers you to be more of service in a bigger way. Failing to do what it takes to be happy and deeply satisfied is stealing. You rob yourself, your family, and your community of the best of you. Your strengths, your talents, and your potential to make a positive impact on the world. And if you're saying right now, I don't even know what my strengths are. I don't know if I have talent. I don't know if I have skills. You don't need to know right now. What I do know is they are there. They just have to be discovered. And not knowing what they are is what's keeping you stuck from actually using them. So here are five really simple things you can do right now to get unstuck. One, just admit to yourself that something is off, right? Can you just say it to yourself? Something is off and that's okay. Two, accept it without shame or judgment. Admit that something's off, accept it without shame or judgment. Because you're normal. I work with people like this all the time. Three, ditch the three beliefs I shared before because they are holding you back. They're keeping you stuck. And ditching them might mean just knowing that you got them. And then when they pop up, not letting them make you stay in frozen, so to speak. And four, commit to creating change by taking the first step. Reach out to a friend, email me, do one thing that makes you feel great today. And the fifth one is one that's really time sensitive and I don't want you to miss out on it. I'm holding a webinar on how to get out of a rut in July, 2019. So if you're listening to the recording and it's later than that, email me and I'll send you the webinar. But I'm doing a workshop, interactive, online, live on how to get out of a rut, sharing with you the exact strategies I use with my clients when they're feeling stuck. And I would love to see you there. For those of you who have been a listener for a long time, I want to see your face, right? I want you to see my face. This is all audio. This is all from one direction out and I don't hear back from you. I would love for you to show up and be there. I want to get to know you and I want to say thank you 
for being part of the Expat Happy Hour community and love up on you by giving you the best of my coaching in that live session. So I'd love to see you there in that workshop, how to get out of a rut. I believe with my whole heart, with my whole heart, that you deserve to be happy and satisfied. And your family and community need your talents and your strengths. Even if you don't know what those are yet. Stop robbing others of the positive impact you can have in their lives and in the world. And when you have a deep sense of happiness and satisfaction, you can be a better service to your loved ones, your community. So it's really time to take back responsibility. Stop robbing others of all that you have to offer because you are just too important. This is Sunday Shander Bean from sundaybean.com. You've been listening to Expat Happy Hour. Thank you for listening. This has been part of the four-part series on Expat Quicksand. We've looked at connection, getting unstuck, looking ahead. We're going to be focusing on purpose and direction. Thank you for being part of this journey. Stay tuned for more and join me at the live workshop. I'll leave you with the wisdom of Winston S. Churchill. We make a living by what we get. We make a life by what we give. Um. <laughs>